Hello, and welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. This is Trace Armstrong, and I am joined by Rob McIntyre. Couple show notes before we get into this. If you're listening to this and you are not a Patreon, this is only going to be a short five minute preview. So if you want to hear the whole episode, plus our Fresh Meat 2 episode nine recap, we're almost to the end of the season. And then we start getting into some really good content here soon with Cutthroat and Rivals and Battle of the X's. So if you want to be along on that journey, go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. It's only four bucks a month. I mean, come on. I bought a grande latte at Starbucks yesterday and it cost me six dollars. Challenge Chronicles has not suffered from the inflation bug yet. So now's a great time to get in. We have almost, almost 400 shows available for you on our Patreon to listen to. So there's a ton of content. We reviewed everything from Battle of the Seasons up through Fresh Meat 2. We started covering every single season of the challenge live, beginning with Total Madness. So everything in this era, including All Stars, all of it's on our Patreon. It's only four bucks a month. And you can get that again at patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. So with that, Rob, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How about you, Trish? You know, I have, uh, you know, quit my job, which has been great. And I start my new job in January, my day job. You know, I don't do this for a living yet. So um, it, I've been off work for two weeks now and I've got about two more weeks to go. So I'm in the gym every day. I'm sleeping great. I'm on a decent diet. I've lost about nine pounds in two weeks. So like Trace is loving life right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So with that, what did you think of this past episode of Battle for a New Champion? I thought it was somewhat above average. Uh, It wasn't like we got drastically different content this episode. Um, Outside of the Colleen Emanuel stuff, I thought most of it was a pretty good improvement over what we usually get though. But the mission was interesting to watch, even if it was inherently very flawed with how they set it up. <laughs> Elimination had a couple interesting things happen. Uh, the gameplay talk to this episode, I actually feel like it, there was a real like motivation behind it. Like, I feel like something could actually kind of happen here. Whereas a lot of the other gameplay talk we get in past episodes, it's just like these weird random Bernard and Rossi are talking about their alliance that's not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. And I wouldn't call this above average. I mean, if we're grading this on the all-time challenge season scale... I would say this is just right at average, but it is above average for what we've been getting recently. So I will concede that point. And I agree with everything you just said. I thought that the mission was actually a really good mission and I was entertained, but it was flawed. It had a, I mean, how can you have a team of three? Like they're going to win. The moment you put a team of three together, they're winning. My favorite thing too is during the mission, there was two separate confessions. We had one with Asaf being like, oh, well, it's harder to move the pole with three than with two people. And I'm like, okay, well, then one of you just doesn't hold the pole if that's the case. And they yes. like, which is what they did. And then yep. they got fine. And then two, we have a confession from Corey being like, well, if you have three people doing the puzzle, it can be harder because you have more voices. Again, not everyone has to talk. You just no. have a couple people quiet and then you're fine. And then, of course, the team of three wins every single event. Yeah. And here's the thing too it was almost like they gave these three people the handicap, like in golf, you know? Because these three people are not exactly known for being great players yet. <laughs> now, granted, you could say that about a lot of this cast, but of the remaining cast, the rest of them, you know, either have certain strengths or certain qualities. These three have some serious political issues and other things that are going on and uh, things like that. Yeah, I think um, I, mean, I think Raven and Zara have been proven to be pretty competent so far. I, I think they've been shown, shown to have some pretty clear strengths. Asaf, I mean, I know we've heard about his judo past uh, with uh, in Israel. I'm not quite sure he's of the level competitor with some of these guys. We've talked a lot about he seems like pretty clearly the weakest guy in the house at this point, depending on how you feel about James. 
So I think he got pretty lucky to be ended up in the team of three here. I agree. I mean, I, I think that ASAF is arguably the weakest male left. Um, when you put the entire package of the game together, like I would say Jay is the smallest, but Jay at least has some strength, even for his size, he's agile and he's playing. Honestly, Jay's playing like a perfect game right now politically. And it's because of his experience with survivor and the challenge. Like, I mean, I know that there will probably come a moment where he goes up on the chopping block, but as of this point, he's played a pretty much flawless game to this point politically. The only thing with this mission is, would you have really wanted to win with how many different decisions you had to make? I mean, you had to burn a lot of people throughout this mission by winning all these events. This is one of those missions that I think Johnny Bananas throws the first round. <laughs> yeah, like I think for a lot of people, it's funny, you even hear Michelle talk about it later too, where she's like, yeah, I'd like safety, but we also want Kylan to be vulnerable, which is interesting for one thing. Um, before the mission, we get that the powwow between Kylan and Rossi, who seem to acknowledge that they're outside the main circle of that alliance. 